Oh, there we go. Back to talking tunes. Yeah, that's the kind of open music I'm talking about. Dating game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Spanish flea. <laughs> okay, how long have you two known each other? What? How <laughs> long is who? Yeah, <laughs> what? Oh, I'm the bachelor game. number one. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, but yeah. See, we got to do that one. because Bob, Bob Ecker, we want to do that dating game with all of us over here. We'll have to do a dating game of you know. Picking out the bachelors because we definitely have enough guys here usually, and then we'll have like Britta or Kathy be the bachelorette and and do the do the dating game. We have fun. <clears throat> we always have fun. We don't care if any people anybody listens. We just have fun. Mm-hmm. Hey, by the way, it's Talking Tunes, and we're here with Beth Beeman, <laughs> and she always has fun. I do actually. That's, that's why the Playhouse is so successful. It's going to be Aww. the most successful ever. Well, thank you. Since what? 18, 1916. Oh, I thought, okay, okay, so he started. In yeah, it was built in 1916. So okay. it's a, she's almost That's 100. A long time. It's a long yeah, time. she's 103. Yeah. She, so it's going to be she looks even good, more successful than it was back in 1916. Woo! <laughs> Do you know, back in 1916, I know just before the break, we were saying that it sat, we now sit 367. When it opened in 1916, it sat 600 people. Yeah. Mm. Crazy. Yeah. Well, just like you know, no room whatsoever. Yeah. Oh no, yeah, there was yeah. there. You know, they they packed them in like sardines. But that place was busy all the time back yeah. in the day. There, there. I mean, that was the thing to do. And can you, you know? imagine with people in 1916 that didn't bathe daily mm. like most people do these days? Mm. That could have been quite gamey in that place. Can mm. Imagine. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like to think about it too much. <laughs> <laughs> When's the last time you changed those overhauls, Sam? <laughs> Anyway, sorry. He told me to be quiet, so I'm not saying anything. <laughs> I, I was actually kind of respecting that for a minute there. Yeah, no, don't be quiet because we only have the, the three of us here. So. Yeah, it might get boring. Yeah, no need to be quiet. So anyway, what did we finish off the month of uh, yeah, March? Yeah, that rounds out the end of March uh, with Aoife Scott and Ben Bedford on uh, March 28th. So, okay. well, oh, excuse me, I'm sorry, that's uh, wrong date. It's yeah. the Insiders Tom, Tom Petty Tribute Band on March 28th. So, okay. yeah. So we're we're rocking and rolling up there at the Playhouse yeah. all month long. And that's on a Saturday? Yep. Saturday, Saturday March 28th, okay. 7.30. All right. Sounds good. I got to be there. You going to be there? I'm going to be there. All right. Yep. Yeah. Get your tickets in advance. You save five bucks. So they're $20 in advance, 25 on the that's day of. Yeah. So, yeah. So I know Terry wants to go too. So, yeah, we're all going to do that. Are they going to sing Tijuana Taxi though? Or Spanish flea. Well, you don't sing until you want it. Yeah, there you go. Let we'll her do, it. Dun, 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 dun. do we'll that. Do it. Yeah. That's just as good, if not better, than her about Oh, come yeah. on. Don't, uh, don't dis don't pick her. On, yeah, don't pick, don't pick on her, man. The only thing I only grew thing, up with Herb Albert. The only thing we need is you doing that and then somebody blowing a horn in the background. Yeah. That, that's all we need. Well, we get Herb. I think he's still uh, Herb. I think he's still alive. So is he? you know, I think yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Engelbert Humperdinck. They could do it like a duo. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Maybe Tom Jones alive. on the side there. Ooh, yeah. hey, hey, what? You know the one concert that I went to at the Frauenthal that I will never forget. I went there. I got free tickets, of course, so that's why yeah. I went. But anyway, it was Tom Jones at the Frauenthal. Oh, Thaw. my God. 
gosh. And that was a great concert. I mean, there's Tom people Jones that were great. up there, 40, 50 years old women throwing their panties up there. <laughs> oh, I mean, geez, you know. What's new, pussycat? Yeah. <laughs> 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 I mean, I was, I was really impressed. I went there as just kind of saying, okay, I'm just going to review this on the radio. Well, I, sure. I had a great time. I, mm-hmm. was, I thought he was awesome. I don't know if he's, I think he's still alive, right? He's still alive. He's still performing? Yeah. He was. I don't know. A couple years ago he, he was. You think he'd come to the Playhouse? Oh, my <laughs> Lord. Can you imagine? Let's <laughs> do was again. Hey, wow. wheel him in. But. Hey, come on. You have hey, we are handicap accessible. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're handicap accessible. We can uh, get him up there. Yeah. You bet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, so, so what are some of the big highlights you got looking for in April? Well, of course, the sound of music. Right. Uh, which y'all are coming to the song, uh, the sound limousine. of music in the limousine in the slash van. Yeah, van, yeah, minivan. Uh, that is April fourth at seven thirty, and then the other show that we're doing that's really cool. Um, it's a guy. Uh, it's Dixon's Violin. I don't know if any of you out there listening have heard of them. Um, it's a really unique show. This is April 11th at 7.30. It's a Saturday night show. Um, this guy has performed up at. Um, uh, Electric Forest. Okay. He's been at um, at Burning Man. Um, he does TED Talks, and he does this amazing. Um, he's a, a single, a one man show, and he does uh, this violin show, but it's electronic, and he has this whole system, so it sounds like there's a whole bunch of people playing. Okay, um, he's super talented, and so he's coming up to do uh, a show at the Playhouse, and you can. Um, you can find him online too. Um, there's some YouTube uh, videos out there, and I would recommend you check him out. Dixon's Violin, um, mm. and that is Saturday, April 11th at 7:30. And uh, this is being co-produced by Groovia Productions. And Groovia Productions is a production group, a local company here in town, and they are also doing. Um, they're bringing in the Verve Pipe. Uh, in uh, which some of you uh, are big fans of Verve Pipe, the Verve Pipe out there. Yeah, um, is, is that the group I'm thinking about? I don't from know what past? you're thinking about. Yeah. So yep, yep, the Verve Pipe from the Few, past. Yep, yeah, yep. okay. So uh, the yeah. Verve Pipe are coming in to do yeah, a show. Well, there was some song we used to play by them. I can't remember. Oh, I'm sure you did. Yeah. Um, and they're coming in. Um, that's actually coming up in May 9th. Uh, tickets are on, on sale for all of these shows right now. Um, and then uh, another show you don't want to miss, another Irish uh, music show coming up. Um, and for the Irish fans out there, it's Shane Hennessy, yep. uh, who is a headliner uh, at Irish Music Fest. He's coming up. This is actually being presented by the Irish Music Festival. Another, another fr- friend of Bill Marshall. Yep. So, uh, Sunday, April 19th at 730. Um, and tickets are on sale for that as well. So we've got a lot coming up at the Playhouse. I mean, yeah. almost every weekend, sometimes two shows a weekend uh, coming up at the Playhouse. Um, Organissimo, which is a really cool band um, that is being produced by uh, Groovier Productions as well. That's Friday, April 24th at 730. On my birthday. Uh, on your birthday, you should come to the show. Okay. We'll probably figure out something. So, you know, we do a lot of concerts. We do a lot of music. Um, and then we've got a show coming up on Saturday, April 25th at 3 o'clock. Um, and this is in uh, conjunction with um, Meyer Productions. And and some of the, the folks out there might know Meyer Productions. It's a puppetry, a theater, puppet theater company um, in uh on Duck Lake Road, um, in in North Muskegon slash Whitehall, okay. um, out there, and they, he has a puppet theater there. But we are partnering to bring in um, the Philip Huber Marionettes suspended animation show, and this guy is, I've I'm I've not been a you know somebody that follows marionettes or puppetry that much, but if you go online and watch this stuff, the guy he is so great. The stuff looks real, yeah. Um, the way he moves them, and um, he was um. 
the puppeteer in Being John Malkovich, okay. um, the movie right. Being John Malkovich, he was in that, and uh, his his stuff is just great. So this is um, you know a Saturday mm-hmm. afternoon, a matinee at three o'clock, um, and it's open to you know the public to come. It's I think the tickets are. Does he still have the puppet of Cameron Diaz? He probably should. Ooh, I, I don't know. One. I don't know if he owns those or not. Um, but tickets are ten dollars um, for adults, five dollars for students. So, and uh, you can actually get a pretty good deal on that. Um, so, it's a three o'clock matinee, about an hour long, and uh, it's a really good opportunity to see some, you know, really amazing uh, see, I, craftsmanship I, and artistry. I did that when I was a kid. In the, yeah, you know, have the puppet shows and stuff. They come to your school and they yep. do it. They were pretty amazing. I used to enjoy watching those. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so this it's not is quite cool. Jeff Dunham, but you know, it's, yeah. You know. yeah, no, no, and this guy isn't that either. Uh, but this guy's really talented, and um, to see this and to have this level of um, artists come to this area is pretty amazing. So, um, definitely want people to know about that. Okay, pu- no, the puppeteer, puppeteer is different than the marionette, right? Yes. So, well, the marionette I, thing I'm thinking about is in the Sound of Music. When yes, and that's exactly string. it. Yep, that's string, exactly yeah. what yeah. this. The strings are the attached. String. Yeah. Um, when puppetry, you think of them, you know, your hands up inside, right. kind of thing. Yeah. But um, Paul yeah. has asked me to do that to him, but I tell him no, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> that's a whole other show. <laughs> No, but yeah, but I remember that school when I was a kid, they used mm-hmm. to do that. They used to have the puppeteers or the marionettes. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I always liked the marionettes the best, though, yeah. because it was just cool to see what they could make them do with strings. You know? Yeah. And I had a couple, of, I had some puppets myself. Just saying, when I, I was a I'm kid. I think I'm shocked by that. No, I had a little clown puppet. <laughs> I had Pluto, the, oh, the wow. dog puppet. You know, the, it was just basically two strings. He had a bone so I could make him do this. But anyway. Um, then I had uh, I had a couple other ones too, but anyway, so I had a little cardboard stage that I had, and I used to put on shows. And <laughs> my dad never could come. I don't know why he would never come. But oh, see now, while he was doing that, I was out in the corner with the yo-yo man learning how to walk. Oh, I did that. Too. You do that too. Yo-yo, I did that too. Yeah, yeah but that was later. I mean, I'm talking when I was a kid. I'm talking. <laughs> yeah. I had I had Jerry Mahoney. I got a Jerry Mahoney doll. I, I haven't was, heard that when I was years. six years old. I don't even know who no, Jerry four, Mahoney I was four, is. Well, he was one of the first. First, he? yeah, first puppet, yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. and um, I, I had him when I was like four or five, something like that. Anyway, we took our trip, the family trip to Florida, mm-hmm. and I left him in like I think it was the Peter Pan Motel or someplace. And <laughs> I lost it. Was it was Christmas? Christmas time. We were going to Florida to see my grandfather, and I left him. So I had Jerry Mahoney for like four days. Is oh I no! There. Some some poor little, Jerry's gone somewhere. I never know where. Anyway. Some poor little person got that Jerry, and yeah. had a ball. Well, probably it, yeah. probably somebody that's like famous now, or so. That's probably what what Jeff Dunham. You found that thing. Yeah, and he probably found got that inspired. Kind of started, and got yeah. inspired. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that Pluto puppet, puppet would uh, you know Marionette would be worth a oh I'm sure a dime or yeah. two. I don't have any of that stuff now. In fact, but, my, my cousin just got through calling me today, and you know how she always signs off? Hmm. I kill you! <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Dunham. Um, oh, my son. I was oh just going to say we passed this on. I won't even mention which son because he'd probably be mad at me for mentioning this, but he uh, he had a, a puppet we had bought for him and a puppet show thing, but it was Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, Pee Wee Herman now. And so he went to show, he went to show, give us a show. And he's got the Pee Wee Herman doll up there, and he talks a little bit, and then he he comes, you see him comes around the stage and says, "What do I say now?" Oh so that was the puppet show. But anyway, <laughs> I'm sorry, I just had to had to share. But the reason I I brought this stuff up is I want to ask the question. We'll kind of show the age bracket here. What was your first 
show you watched on TV as a kid. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah, because mine was Romper Room, and you you don't remember um, that. I remember. Because... I, I, I was a Sesame Street kid. Yeah. Yeah, Sesame Street was my kid show. Yeah. Was there even TV around when you were around? Oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> the, the first show I ever saw was Howdy Doody. Was it really? Yeah. There you I've go. got a whole set of all the old Howdy Doody shows. All the old shows. ones. That's so funny. And the other one was The Lone Ranger, and I got a whole set of The Lone Ranger shows. Okay. Those are the first two see, things I saw. Like I say, mine was... Black and white. Yeah, mine was mm-hmm. Romper Room, and the other one was Captain Kangaroo. Oh, I loved mm-hmm. Captain Kangaroo. Yeah, so Captain went for a long time, though. He went for quite a while. He was while. on there forever. I mean, my sisters, who are like 9 and 12 years older than me, watched the Captain, so he yeah. was around for a while. And, of but, course, I also got involved with Bozo the Clown. Yep. Involved with him? <laughs> Don't want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to know about your involvement with Bozo. Well, that was through the Musker Disney Association. Oh, okay. Well, that's better. That's yeah. nice. Yeah. Well, you. Yeah, he was part of that. You were part of that for Dick Richards. Years. How many years were you part of the Muskie Disappear Association? You know? Oh, I got a watch for 25 years service. Oh, my yeah. gosh. I got a Jerry Lewis watch. Did you really? For 25 yeah. years. Yeah, I was the president of the whole thing over here for a couple of years. That's yeah, very Spider, cool. Spider oh, Park, you guys did the thing every year? Yeah. Yeah. And we had it out in the park. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to drink some gallon of water and try to get my voice back. And okay. then we'll, we'll come back and we'll do uh, the 45 show. Well, we're going to do it a little differently this, this week. And this time you might be able to win all because... You only have one person for competition, <laughs> oh but, Lord. but I don't know. She's pretty good. I think she can do it. I don't know. I know you bet. Talking soon. It was a beautiful day. Sun beat down. I had the radio on. I was driving.
OCD listeners. We've come to the point in this album where those listening on cassette or records will have to stand up or sit down and turn over the record or tape. In fairness to those listeners, we'll now take a few seconds before we begin side two. Thank you. Here's side two. Now, with their first really big contribution to mankind since the Swiss Army knife, comes the all-new Swiss Army Remote Control. It's more than just a TV remote. It's also a garage door opener. It turns on lights and appliances when you slap it. And, of course, it's a can opener. But wait, that's not all. There's more. The Swiss Army Remote Control will also massage your neck, start your car, freshen your breath, and shave your beard. It's a cellular phone, a travel alarm, a pocket calculator, a flashlight, a stun gun, a stapler, and a portable PA. Your attention, please. The Swiss Army Remote Control. You'll never have to leave the couch again. Available now wherever beer is sold. Alrighty, this is for $250 according to court records. When a couple that only has one car gets a divorce, who usually gets the car? The woman usually gets the car and the man usually gets the shaft. <laughs> now back to Talk and Tunes. Talk and Tunes, and we're back. And we're here with Beth Beeman and Peter Tripp, the curly-headed kid in the third row. Cool, you made Daddy. it to the cool second. Daddy-o. You made it to the second roll tonight because you know since second you roll, yeah, since you managed to show up and not be sick, you know. Nice. Because you've had that stuff and mm-hmm. everybody's had that stuff. And I haven't had it yet. So probably what next week's going to be my week when I'm supposed to have the wedding. Now the wedding, Beth, you can pop over if you want to. It's going to be okay. we're going to have it. We'll have it here and. Um, when you get married on the air, we married on the air, I guess. Who's, or who's, who's Carrie and I. Are you really? Yeah, we, we've been married for 20 years, so we're going to get, renew our vows. or we're, I guess the, the girls are going to discuss that this weekend. So That's we'll, so cool. We'll find out now, exactly what year, we're doing. Next year, you're going to have to do it with me and my wife because it'll be 50 years. Okay, so Whoa. you can still walk down the aisle. If I'll I do can. It for you, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but I've actually, I, I don't know if this is a good thing or not, but I actually found the original suit that I wore 20 years ago. It was in my closet still. I pulled it out, and it actually fits better now than it did 20 years ago. <laughs> so I guess that's a good thing, right? And, and, mm-hmm. and it's it's old and it's blue. So there you go. I already got half the stuff done right there. So that's going to be, and hopefully Britta will get over her thing that she has because she's supposed to sing at the wedding. And you don't want nice. me to sing. Yeah, no, God, no. And then we have uh, Kathy, who's going to perform the wedding, so she's going to get over her thing. And then, of course, you know, you got to be my best. You got to be my best man. So yeah, you're my best man. So you got to be here. And then uh, our oldest daughter, Michelle, she's going to be maid of honor for Terry. So nice. Yeah. So we're not sure exactly what we're doing yet, but we're going to do it on the radio. So it'll be fun. All right. So we always play 45 chorus line right around this time, but. We're going to do a little changing because I, it just it was okay, but it wasn't really flowing the way I really wanted it to. You remember, Beth, you probably remember this. Did you ever see the Wayne Brady show that he did? Yeah, of course. Where they were singing? Okay. Mm-hmm. And they had to, they had to uh, finish the line? Sure. Okay. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to play a 45. Oh, gosh. We'll start the 45. I'll pick up the thing, and then you guys have to guess what the next line is. And if whoever guesses wins, and we'll what do I win? from there. Uh, that come, hat? Come to the wedding. Yeah, the hat. <laughs> I win this Irish hat or the leprechaun The Irish hat, hat yeah. 
Yeah. Well, you and I will have to work this together. Okay. All right. So, you know, if there's more people, we could eliminate people, but there's only it's the two of you. Us. So, yeah. you know. It's, at least we've got a, you know, 50 50 chance. Anyway, to see how it works. So. <laughs> it's maybe 60 40. Okay, yeah. You're so vain. You guys know that song, yes. right? Okay. I know who? Your hat was, your hat was street strategically dipped Dip, below dip one, below eye. one eye, like Your that. your scarf it was apricot. Like you were walking on oh, two here we go. Here's the line. Now you now you want to hear something stupid? Yes. I'm gonna embarrass myself. I, thought, I never listened to the words of music. I the beat. I'm I'm You're a beat always, guy. Yeah. I thought she said Africa. <laughs> you know, I, I learned something. Africa. See, that's the reason. That's exactly the reason why I want to do this. But I'm going to work on it, and we'll get it better with the with the CD or with something or MP3, so we can do it right. But last week when I played um, Juice Newton mm-hmm. and it, Angel of the Morning, yeah. Uh, Mary Lou Rush, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, so we played that, and there was a part in there where it says, touch your cheek before you leave, and Emily thought it was, change your sheets before you leave. I'm thinking... (laughs) I'm not the only one. After that, okay, we got to find out what people think these songs say. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. This one we're going to pass by, because not too many people know big, big city Miss Ruth Ann, so... No. I remember the song though, but I no, don't remember the song. This words. one Paul would probably know too. Okay. Alright. Put on your listening ears. I haven't even recognized the song yet. Those were the days. Yeah. Oh. Once upon a time there was a tavern. I don't know the words of this one. Song. Yeah. say, you got this one. I had no idea. Uh, poor choice. <laughs> Sorry, poor choice. How about playing Billy Swan's I Can Help? He goes, I can help all through the record. That's easy. <laughs> Yeah. Or, hey, yeah, you are so you beautiful. You are, Daddy. I can help. What? You, are, you are so beautiful. There's what two lines to that whole, whole song? See. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everything I hope for. <laughs> My brother-in-law doesn't mean one of those songs. That song. <gasps> okay, to serve with love. That was the movie with Cindy Portier. Mm-hmm. And this yeah. was Lulu. Lulu. Yeah. Yep. I knew that much. Taking you from 
pigtails to crayons to perfume. There you go. How do you thank someone who has taken you from crayons to perfume? I remember that version. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah, I totally didn't get now, that. The only thing I can add is I love the movie with Sydney Portier. Oh, yeah. Wasn't that you know, beautiful? That was nice. That was a good Yeah, the movie. other one I just movie. watched actually the other day was uh, Lilies of the Field. That was a great movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That was a good mm-hmm. movie. All right. This one here. Guess who's coming to dinner? Love yeah, that movie. Yep. Yep. This one I don't think anybody's going to get just because it's the Partridge family. Okay. Oh, right. mm, be careful. Oh, wait. You like Partridge? Heck yeah. All right. Here you go. I probably won't know the song, though. Oh man, listen to that record. Fine quality. I didn't know if they did anything slow. On your own, far away from home. You remember this one at all? No way. Can you, can you remember Try the time to it's gotta be no. loving one another is the only possibilities. So when you're down and lose Don't the ground, sound familiar about it. Right here. I I sort of recognize this tune, but try it because I, you you look like you have never heard that mm-hmm. before in your life. What was so. the name of it? Stop. Stop. Look no, around. No, no, it's actually somebody wants to love you. Oh, somebody there you go. Me. No, it wasn't familiar. Partridge family. One. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't familiar with that at all. This one here was a classic song by Roberta Flack. Oh, I love her. From the movie uh, Play Misty for Me. Killing Me Softly with this song. Mm-hmm. Right? I remember that part of it. Killing Me Softly with this. That's <laughs> well, about it. I think it starts that way, I think. Yeah, so that's anyway. why I remember it. Mm, nope. Oh, running my fingers through something. Singing my life. Let this part go through here. With his words, killing me softly with his song. Yeah, you got it. You got it. But the re- the main reason I brought this I brought this record. Yeah. Because I know people would know this one, but the flip side. I love the flip sides on these 45s. Because the flip side is just like a woman, Bob Dylan too. Mm-hmm. So Roberta Flack singing she, just she like really? a woman. Yeah. I want to hear that. Yeah. I bet it sounds a lot di- different than Dylan's. A little bit, yeah. Nobody feels. He doesn't know any of this. Tonight as I stand inside of the rain. Everybody knows baby's got new clothes. Lately. Okay. Just when, like when you did something like first time ever, where it was 
quiet. Mm-hmm. You pick up a pop and tick and we ate it that oh, wow. Used to watch him back in the old days. We're talking to, about back in the 70s. He used to have to record, he recorded 45s, put them on cassette. That was what he DJed with. Okay. Cassettes. So he had to find all these songs. It was like trying to find all this stuff. And when he would record with the 45, usually would have that waiver or that noise in it. Sure. You had to get it. He would be there with his little pencil and the eraser trying to get this record to go straight. <laughs> so he'd get the, to get, get oh the sound. He would spend an hour on each song just trying to get it just right so he could do it. You know, it's like. Yeah. And then we went to A-Track. Oh, sure. I started with Real the Real. I started when What's Her Name was up on the hill out there by the old. Uh, Okay. We played. We played there on New Year's Eve. We had the old day. The old DJ had the horseshoe. Yep. Yeah. Forty fives. And you albums. didn't serve alcohol. What the heck? No, they served alcohol. <laughs> and we had uh, didn't have the cassettes, but we had the reel to reel deck too. Oh my gosh. And we would play actually play a little 45, bit of everything. Forty fives, the album, and the the reel to reel. It took us an hour, my wife and I, an hour and a half to set that baby up. Oh yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. Now it's all on your phone. Pretty much. I mean, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It's on a little thumb drive. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So there we go. I mean, that was a little different, but I that say with a, with a crowd, and if I, I do it with a CD or with the MP3 or something like that, I think we can get it to work. I like the classic sound, though. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, the old record player. Yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty old one. Yeah. The only, but the only bad thing is, is you guys don't realize I'm 80 years old, and my hearing isn't the same as it used to be, oh! and I can't oh, hear the thing that excuses. good. <laughs> Excuses, excuses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we'll be back and we'll play our final game. It's um, it, Bob uh, usually does the game, and I'm just going to try it because everybody's used to having that well, game. Well, good. You and her do it then. No, no, no. I, I wrote the question, so I, I have to do it. So you two have to guess. Oh, come on. It might be your chance to actually win for a change, Paul. Oh, I, don't, nice. I don't think so. Not against her. Yeah, I don't think so either, but we'll take a shot. Here we go.
Carly Simon, you're so vain. We'll be back with more after this on Talking Tunes on Muskegon's 100.9. Big Chuck, your bird, your bird bird has a temperature of 104 degrees. Will he live? Gee, I hope not. My dinner guest will be here in a few minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Why did we repeal the 19th Amendment to the Constitution, John? Why did we repeal the 19th Amendment to the Constitution? We repealed the 19th Amendment, Peter, uh, to replace it with the 20th. That's why the 20th was (laughs) an... Wait a minute. Do we laugh at stars when they give answers? <laughs> I'm not laughing, John. We had, we had Jerry Barnum on. I have Jerry Barnum on the other show that I used to have, too. But, but Jerry is a very unique person. Right. Yeah. And she's not afraid to talk about it, either, how unique she is. But anyway, she's, she, Jerry has claimed, I, I hate to say the word claim because I, I'm a believer. Okay. It's a well, monkey song, isn't it? you don't have to say claim. Okay. I haven't seen any, I haven't seen any UFOs yet, but anyway, I'm a, belie- I'm a, I'm a believer. We've just been talking Where to Jerry. But, up there. but Well, we got a Fury f- fan van that we think we... Of course, <laughs> all we can fit in is our crew in the fan van. We won't be able to bring anybody else along. Because well, it's, it's full of frappuccino. Yeah, frappuccino. Yeah, that's true. We do have lots of frappuccino. We, do we, we send Joe, Joe on a frappuccino run? Oh, yeah. Is he going for a frappuccino run? We need to go over there. Anyway, J- Jerry from... Uh, well, just Jerry from... All over. All over, yeah. Jerry Barnum, and uh, of course, you have seen UFOs many times. Not just right. once. We're talking many times here. Right. And uh, uh, what was the, what was the, okay. the first sighting? When I really first got interested in UFOs is when my oldest daughter, and I hate to say her age now, but when she was in high school in Great Falls, Montana, she was doing a report on UFOs. And I thought, how silly, because I was like everybody else at that point. And the more I dug into it, I was working in an art studio there, Legowick Graphic Arts, it was called. And the girl that I... Legowick. Okay, I'm sorry. A really good Polish name. And the girl that I was working with, her husband was in radio and TV in Great Falls. And she had told me, well, I have something on this, but I don't know how we can prove it. And her husband was taking pictures of a softball game and uh, the Anaconda plant in Great Falls, they call it Great Falls because there were seven falls there. And the Anaconda plant was right across the road from a softball field. And while he was shooting the softball game, everybody in the stadium noticed seven discs flying over the Anaconda plant, which was hydroelectric. And they were zapping what they thought was refueling, looked like. And I swear that a lot of people have said this since, that that's how they recharge their batteries. However, I am not that... (laughs) We should check into that. (laughs) ...that uh, well-versed in electronics and whatnot. Greg recharges his batteries in some way. They had this this on tape, and Bill Murray went to put it on the air at the uh, local TV station. They ran it one time, and Melms from Air Force Base was there in seconds, practically. They confiscated the tape, and that was the last they saw of it. And uh, it was written off as a weather balloon. It, it was written off as that never happened. Uh-huh. <laughs> never happened. Would, it, would that be Project Blue Book? That exactly was Project uh-huh. Blue Book. Uh-huh. And I have reference material that tells where Project Blue Book originates and how it originated. And ex, my ex-husband at the time was in the Air Force, 20-year man. He did not believe in it until we actually saw them ourselves. 
and we had 80 acres up north and um, it wasn't just once or twice it was all the time and believe it or not Oscar I did teach catechism to juniors and seniors up there and I know that's funny to you because you look at me and say a kook like that. Yeah. Well, I, I taught catechism for about a year, so you, and we look at you if look I did it, like yeah. That, yeah okay. But, uh, no, it was really interesting because this one night that I was leaving the house with my oldest daughter to go to catechism, she was in my senior class, and that was in 69. And uh, we were, we had a very long driveway, and we were at the end of the driveway ready to turn onto the road, and it was a dirt road before we, oh, two or three miles to get to the tar road. Anyhow, we looked over a grove of pine trees, and there was this long cigar-shaped look, we thought first was an airliner. And she said, is he crashing? And I said, no. And we were looking at it very strange, and it was hovering. And it was like, oh my gosh. You just sit there and gasp. And all of a sudden, it started raising straight up, jerking little at a time, and zap, it was gone. So what we did is instead of running back and telling my husband and my other two children to be careful there's UFOs out there, we took off like a bat out of you nowhere for town. And all of a sudden when I got into town, I realized, you know, that wasn't very nice. I should have warned them at least. But you don't even think. You just, it's frightening the first time. But after that, it was not frightening. Did they do anything like like, like uh, make your, your battery go dead for a while or your lights not, go dim? No, that or? did not happen. But it has happened to other Only people. Only in the movies. Only in the no, movies. No, no, yeah. I believe that has happened. And I believe that they do that. We've had some funny experiences through the years up there. And uh, we were there three or four years. Um, 80 acres, and there was a lot of things. But when we got into town, and everybody was just gaga over this thing, and all the kids were talking. There was 40 kids in the class because it was juniors and seniors. And so I said, okay, let's clear the air. Just... Everybody be quiet and just raise your hand if you've had a UFO sighting. And every one of those kids in that class raised their hand. Mm -hmm. There wasn't one in that area that hadn't seen a UFO. And after I started investigating and reading some books on it from the library and other places, back in the early thir late 30s and early 40s, there was a Boy Scout camp up near Silver Lake. And the, uh, the leader of the scouts and all the scouts had... Uh, sighted UFOs up there. But in reading about it, even back, I have pictures of it, of Renaissance pictures painted way back, way back, of UFOs in the background of the painting of Mary and Jesus when Jesus was born. And I mean, it hasn't just started, and there's no reason why we should believe that it did. They were here long before we were, I'm sure. It's the pyramid, the, the pyramid thing too. I mean, they always thought that there, was a well. In the Easter Island thing, if you if you ever read about Easter Island, how they got all of those finished, uh, beautiful stones. They were um, long, narrow stones up to the top of a mountain so far up that it was impossible to carry them up. They weighed tons and tons and tons, like you know, a building. Why would aliens want to decorate our, our, our beautiful planet? Though, <laughs> well, maybe rocks, they were thinking of taking over, Oscar. Is that like a, I mean, it was when the Indians had it, I think, or before that even, before there were people there. It was a marking site or something, a landing site. You're saying that Martha Stewart is an alien? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> well, some people wonder. Some people wonder. Attack, now, Greg is looking very seriously here. He wants to ask a question. 
Not Jerry. Um, yes. A lot of people are, are non-believers when they come up to UFOs. Mm -hmm. um, what are some of the questions that you hear often about the UFOs and um, how do you address them? Mostly the people that do ask me questions want to believe. If they haven't seen them, they want to believe. And I tell them exactly what I saw. And I have no reason to lie because it doesn't do anything for my myself makes me look a little bit nutsy if it wasn't true it hasn't called you or anything there right no i haven't had any <laughs> in fact i'm waiting for the government to call me and tell me to hush up well Jerry, don't you don't you really think though a lot of the sightings were uh, experimental aircraft that the u.s air force were developing i mean you look at the the stealth bomber and and the the, the design yeah. of the stealth bomber and if we would have seen that airplane 40 years ago we would have thought it was from outer space. Oh, yeah. I mean, there were, from outer there space. were sightings that were something that we had. Weather balloons, swamp gas, no. Swamp gas doesn't look like I've that. I've seen swamp gas. Well, <laughs> you, you, they told us you've had that one, one, right? Yeah, yeah, you but have, yes, I agree. And there, there, there were kids. Like there, was, Arbor, there was a time when the college kids thought it was cute to make UFO pictures out of um, frisbees or whatever. No, this this was over and, but, at uh, North Campus area right. in Ann Arbor, where there is actually a, a space research center at the U of M at, at, on North Campus, and there was a lot of supposed sightings. And then one night we actually saw some in, in that area. Of course, it was over the Huron River too, so you never knew what was coming out of the Huron River. Yes, true. <laughs> That's why we used to call it the Huron River. But did you did you think it was a UFO? Or did you? Oh yeah, I mean it really did. It really looked like a UFO to me. But I no, no, I have taken there, there were quite a few, to see them. The Ypsilanti Press took go. pictures too, and and it, it was written off at that time as swamp gas. Uh huh. No, and, and, I and everybody believed that because you got near the Huron River and you could smell the swamp gas, but uh, but you know, but they, they actually look metallic to me. Yeah. Right, that, well, that would be from the Huron River, probably, too. Very well <laughs> Some strange things in that river. Uh, Jerry, uh, you, know, Anna, you know, I had a question for Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> he was so deep in thought, doesn't he? I saw, I saw this bolt of lightning come down and he forgot it. <laughs> no. I'm, I'm, so, I'm so deep in thought about this and I just forgot the question. You were snorting no, swamp gas in, last night is what it was. But to answer your first question, I worked in sales engineering in Sheldon Company. And this one fellow there was a young guy at the time and he wasn't married. And my boss there, who was a designer and very, very reserved and laid back, we got to talking about it, and this kid heard us talking. And my boss had seen one up in Canada, uh, the results of one. They're just like here, they're good and bad. And I don't believe they're there to hurt us, but I believe that there, there are good and bad up there, the same as, as down here. Like Saddam is not up there, but he's down here and we have him. So, but he had told me this story, and I'll tell it sometime, about what he saw. And he didn't want it repeated because he was afraid people think he was nuts and he had a very important job. Well, this kid said he wanted to see them because I, he had heard We're me talking about We're picking up aliens it. right now. They're talking to us. They're talking to us. That's and you can pick them up, I understand, <laughs> from some of my readings. But anyhow, uh, so he wanted to come up to our 80 acres up north and see them. And I said, well, I can't guarantee you'll see them, but we see them often. And he came up there, and this is a funny part, and it gets deeper. And after dark, at a certain time, it seemed like we would go, we had a huge place, uh, 40 acres on one side of the road and 40 on the other. And if we would get way back, we had a big garage built. It was three-stall practically with a, a room behind it. Anyhow, back past the garage, there was a huge indentation like, uh, maybe an acre of land that, that was like a bowl, shaped like a bowl. 
and there were things growing there, bushes and everything, but it was still sunken, and there was no gas underneath it. It was already tested, and uh, at night, if you tried to walk back there, and we would go back there during the day and pick berries. There was all kinds of wild blackberries, and there were pine trees back in the woods. There was woods all over. When we would get back there at night, you could only go so far, and it was like you're hitting an electrical barrier, and my hair would actually crackle. And it was very frightening, and I only did it once, and I would never go back there again after dark. Well, he went back, and when he went back, he was laughing all the way, and it sounded like a bull moose going through there. Oh, they got me, he would say. And all of a sudden, we heard nothing, and his girlfriend was there. He came up in a pickup truck, and she said, now what? What is he doing? Well, he all of a sudden, we heard him tearing back, and he begged me, please don't tell the rest of the guys. Don't say a word, please. I don't want him to know. And he took off. But he met the same thing that I did. And he only, con the only thing that he said to me the next day at work was, I did feel it, and I know what you said was true, and I just don't even want to think about it. E.T. call home. Jared, do you feel that the people on the earth, uh, that we have uh, beings from other planets? Yeah, like Men in Black. The Men in Black thing. Do you think it's actually happening right now? Um... If you've seen the movie, it's like they say the aliens I are already not on the even, planet. I don't have to see the movie. I've seen my own movies. And, and you know, I really don't like getting too deep into, like, uh, X-Files and that. I have watched it a couple times, and it really brings a lot back. And my daughter, my oldest daughter, had an experience with one, and I thought, sure, that they were going to be taking her because she was walking in a trance ready to go outside. And I looked out, and there was one out there. And I caught her about 3 o'clock in the morning ready to disappear i thought but it scared me and so when we moved from there i thought that would be the end of it what we saw them since then but i do do believe that there are people down here that i don't think i'm one of them i hope not anyhow <laughs> <laughs> that, that was oscar's next question yeah. that are have been contacted or have been put here and i this has been going on since bible times and before i'm sure it's not just started. And we're very naive to think that when God made Earth and put people on it, that was the only thing he did with this whole universe. I mean, there's galaxies and galaxies all over out there. And why would it just be Earth? I I'm sorry. I'm curious as to, you say this goes back, or the sightings of UFOs. Why are the sightings always the same? Wouldn't you think, I mean, look at how we progressed to tech, you know, but the sightings are not the same. But the you know, cigar-like sh shape thing, it's always the same. It's always in a desolate area. It was big, it was yellow, you know, I saw it. They've been, it they've been over cities, they've been over, and, and the material I have, we don't really have the time to get into it. It would take hours and hours. But the material... Oh, sure, let's just go on. <laughs> the material that I have, they've been all over France, they've been over every country in Europe. And they've been in cities. They've yeah, been by by. Uh, <laughs> they've been sighted by uh, people in the air force when they were, they've been sighted by the astronauts going up there. They've been sighted by everybody, and they're not the same. Uh, we saw one that was over. We rented a, a trailer when we first came back from uh, Great Falls and parked that behind my uh, in-laws' house. And I thought there was a police car outside, and this was way after dark. Everybody had retired. And I see this light flashing and flashing. I thought, what is going on? I got up and looked, 
And this is the first time my ex-husband agreed that that was something different. But he, I, I got up and looked, and it was like a police car with a light. Um, it was a round disc above the pine trees, round, with a, with a flashing light going around and around, and it was red and yellow and blue just flashing all around. Well, before we go on break, uh, Jerry, if there are people out there that have any questions, please call 759-0544 for Jerry. Or, or if there's any sightings, anybody else that has a sighting out there, 759-0544, 759-0544, give us a call. We like, if you want to, we like that diversity in aliens, though. Yeah. That's a diversity thing. The, the, one, the one question, though, before we, before we uh, play some music here and uh, take, a, take a break is, uh, the one question I've asked you before is, how come, now, have you seen, first of all, have you seen any of Ms. Keegan? Yes. Oh, you have? Okay. Yes. And uh, the, the other question is, how come you think it's, you've seen so many of them? And anybody, the how many haven't? times do you go out at night and look up at the sky? How many times does anybody go out and really stare at the sky? Well, every time I come home late, my wife punches me. I look at the sky quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> you see stars, I see stars. You yeah. don't see them unless you look for them. Okay. Yeah, oh, I, 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 I've, I've go got the uh, Ann Arbor weather, weather forecast up. It's going to be great weather in Ann Arbor for the big game this afternoon. <laughs> it's uh, going to be partly sunny this afternoon, high around 40 in Ann Arbor, with a uh, northeast wind at 10 to 20 miles an hour. So, in the so big bowl with uh, 102,000 fans screaming. So good weather to see a UFO, too. I think so. Well, I got Greg sitting next to me. Uh, <laughs> 759-0544. I had a book, and I saw one out there. Yeah, okay. Eagle 97 talking tunes. I got a question for Jerry. Okay, we got Jerry here, the UF, our UFO I, I expert. love talking to Jerry. Yeah. Jerry. And Jerry loves to talk. Right. Two years ago. On there, UFOs especially. For yeah. you non-believers, about two years ago, there was a sighting run in the Saugatuck Highland area over Lake Michigan that uh, to this day no one knows what happened. What's the update on that, Jerry? Have you heard anything? Uh, no. And you know, the funny part of it is Oscar called me an expert. I am not an expert. All I know is what I really saw myself as expert and I have my own opinions and what I think of it and because Oscar did tell you that I had an after-death or after-life experience death at whatever um, when my son was born and he's uh, he's nearly 42 years old I was gone the doctor said I watched him right down the time that I left and everything and so I went down the tunnel and they said I was gone 10 minutes it seemed like a year but after that and I came back it changed, and people will tell you this, anybody that has had that experience, it did change my whole life. I have no prejudices other than people that are evil, and there is a, I believe there is a God because I saw it, and I believe there is a hell. And I've heard things since then that the man that killed all those children in Scotland in that school, there was a man at the same time having a heart attack, and was having one of these experiences and he met this man on his way to hell and he said he never wanted to ever go through that again and he changed his whole life because he felt like he was going to shape up and I'm not a religious fanatic but I do know after what you see and it's like and I'm, I'm one in thousands and thousands and people Nudist camps often, uh, often advertise that they offer the three R's. Now, two of the three R's are rest and relaxation. What is the third R of the nudist camps? Uh, ready, wet. <laughs> oh, Sarah, Cynthia, Sylvia, Stout would not take the garbage out. 
She'd wash the dishes and scrub the pans, cook the yams and spice the hams, and though her parents would scream and shout, she simply would not take the garbage out. And so it piled up to the ceilings, coffee grounds, potato peelings, brown bananas and rotten peas, chunks of sour cottage cheese. It filled the can, it covered the floor, it cracked the windows and blocked the door with bacon rinds and chicken bones, drippy ends of ice cream cones, prune pits, peach pits, orange peel, gloppy glumps of cold oatmeal, pizza crust and withered greens, soggy beans and tangerines, crusts of blackburn butter toast, grisly bits of beefy roast. The garbage rolled on down the hall. It raised the roof. It broke the walls. I mean, greasy napkins, cookie crumbs, blobs of gooey bubble gum, cellophane from old bologna, rubbery, blubbery, macaroni, peanut butter, cake and dry, curdled milk and crusts of pie, rotting melons, dried up mustard, eggshells mixed with lemon custard, cold french fries and rancid meat, yellow lumps of cream of wheat. <sighs> At last, the garbage reached so high that finally it touched the sky and none of her friends would come to play and all the neighbors moved away, and finally Sarah Cynthia Stout said, Okay, I'll take the garbage out. But then, of course, it was too late. The garbage reached across the state from New York to the Golden Gate. And there in the garbage she did hate. Poor Sarah met an awful fate that I cannot right now relate because the hour is much too late. But children remember Sarah Stout and always take the 